It's the economy, stupid. That famous James Carville line is pretty much held as a fundamental truth in American politics. So with 2017 going into the record books as one of the better years economically in a really long time, President Trump should be very, very popular. Yeah? Well, not so much. What has happened to disconnect the health of the economy from the popularity of the occupant of the White House? We're digging into numbers from all year long to explain why Trump's polling seems to defy gravity in reverse. And what would the last poll hub of this year be without some New Year's resolutions? Well, we've got America's most popular ones, and we will share ours with you as well. So let's get started. And hi, everybody. Welcome to the last episode of Poll Hub for 2017. I'm J.D. Dapper, Director of Innovation here at the Marist Poll. I'm Barbara Carvalho, Director of the Marist Poll. And I'm Lee Marigoff, Director of the Marist College Institute for Public Opinion. There is an axiom in politics. We talked about it in the open. Uh, um, it's, you know, pocketbook. It's the economy, stupid, whatever. That as goes the economy, so does the popularity of the party in power, or really kind of more specifically, so does the occupant, the popularity of the occupant of the White House, the President of the United States. That is not happening with Donald Trump. Why? Uh, I, I, I jump in and just say that, you know, some of it is to do, I think this time with, you know, people are, you know, the economy's had a decent year. And so people are turning to lots of other things. And in fact, when Gallup recently asked what people's number one concern was, 85% mentioned non-economic matters. So I think that's one place to, to jump off on, on this discussion. Yeah, and there's no doubt that there's a real disconnect between um, what people see as what's happening in their lives and what's happening in Washington. And perhaps that's part of uh, why we see such low ratings um, of everybody in, in D.C. I mean, yeah, the, nobody's the getting credit for The this. president no. isn't alone, no. and certainly um, he has a stellar approval rating compared to the Republicans and Democrats in Congress. So um, That's a very low bar. Yeah. Yes, the bar is low. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I also might add, um, I think one of the things that we've seen that's occurred in, in D.C., and particularly with the Trump administration, mm -hmm. is a number of the policies um, that they have put forth uh, throughout the year um, actually aren't terribly popular. Um, so I, I'm thinking back, and I'm sure you guys can think back a, a few also, but we started, you know, with the travel ban. Um, mm -hmm. And, um, you know, a majority of Americans, 53% uh, in, an, in an early uh, CBS News poll, um, were opposed to that. But there's a whole list of issues. Mm -hmm. I think um, the, the Washington Post actually put together a, a kind of a year-end summary of some of these things. But we saw um, the proposal to end DACA. Um, we, we saw and are in the midst of, you know, a tax plan mm -hmm. uh, that nobody um, is particularly sure of, of, of what that's going to mean. Ending Obamacare, which turned into a mm -hmm. bit of a disaster for them. Exactly. Uh, the Paris uh, Climate Agreement. Um, and even a lot of the climate regulations. So it's 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 not that um, people are just evaluating this administration, I think, on the one economic barometer, mm -hmm. but there has been a really, really dissonance, uh, particularly among Democrats right. and independents. Well, let's, uh, with, when, with when Barbara was going proposals. through that list, I, I was struck by the fact that I almost had a time warp and was thinking, gosh, those are a lot of the same things that were discussed during the campaign for president. And those are still on the table, and the degree to which Trump has acted on some of those things, 
not shockingly, given the issue focus on the campaign, or issue direction of the campaign, are unpopular. Yeah, so let's stipulate that we're going to talk about a bunch of different polls here. We'll drop some mm-hmm. names and numbers and all that. And they're not all, not all polls are created equal. We've talked about this all year long mm-hmm. on this podcast. In fact, that's one of the reasons we exist, is to talk about the fact that a poll is not a poll is not a poll. And so we're going to talk about some, and we'll call out any that are... Uh, you know, extremely outside the norm, but not all of these are done with the same methodology. Right. But what we want to talk about is really kind of the trends. Yeah, and I think what is interesting is, is, is exactly your point, Jay, that they are all showing a similar trend, regardless of whether we're looking at probability or non-probability methodologies, um, online, uh, telephone, you know, IVR. We're, we are seeing um, really a, a negativity, a, pos- a very positive um, impression by most Americans of the economy, but then a negative impression about how the country is actually so that, doing. So that survey monkey poll, which was done with the Washington Post mm-hmm. that we're talking about, has some really interesting things in it that are kind of not the types of questions that we heard all year long about specific policies. One that struck out is when asked about 2017, Americans were four times as likely to use a negative word than a positive word. That's kind mm-hmm. of open-ended, right? That's one of those open-ended exactly, questions. Exactly, absolutely. Is, is there a better way to capture the mood of a nation than that? Well, you know, it's, some, it's funny. We used a similar um, question uh, during the 26, uh, 2016 campaign, and we actually got the same response or a very similar response mm-hmm. from Americans. What did they say? Chaotic, crazy um, were some of the top words that people use to describe the campaign as they are also using to describe the country right now. I hope they weren't describing our poll that way. <laughs> you didn't ask them that question. No, no, no. You, you don't want to ask that. This same uh, survey asked a good year, bad year. Yeah. Is it a good year or a bad year for and listed a bunch of different things? And President Trump, bad year, 60% a bad year for President Trump. Um, you know, 61% bad year for the quality of news coverage. But uh, one, two things that really stood out at the very end of this to me is, one, 82% a bad year for race relations. Mm-hmm. Very striking to me after eight years of the first African-American president yeah. uh, and now nine years from the time that Obama uh, won when – there was a lot of discussion about how America's finally post-racial. Yeah. Well, <laughs> You're no. the only person to mention that since Donald Trump yeah, was elected. Right. And then 81% said it's a bad year for the U.S. political system. Uh, politics has become the, the dirtiest word, the, the biggest cesspool mm-hmm. for most people, the way most people think about it. Yeah, so, so, so people are not feeling at least that the swamp has been drained. Uh, that has not occurred, and I think to some degree... As people, even with the tax uh, bill, as, as we've talked about uh, previously, you know, there's a sense of, you know, things have not, you know, gone decidedly in the direction that people may have hoped for. So, again, sometimes we get wave elections. We've been getting a lot of them, and that's maybe the dissatisfaction comes through periodically. But, Barb, I think you want to talk about some of the specifics. But, but also, also um, I think what's interesting is when people talk about the Trump administration, it's very polarized. When people talk about Washington people are really disconnected. Mm -hmm. And one of the numbers that jumped out for me in this poll was that actually 68% of people said that they themselves had had a good year. So I don't think there's anything that more clearly states the difference between what people feel is going on in their own lives, 
68% think it's pretty good. And then the numbers on how they think the country is doing, which is 64% in the wrong direction. Yeah, that's, that's stunning. Or, or, I mean, or, or, a, or a bad year for the United States overall, which is almost 60%. Right. So, so I'm good. My family's good. Things are good. Boy, everything else is bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the country's bad, politics is bad, race relations is bad. I mean, that's just... So we know why Congress is not having a good year, and we know why people think Donald Trump didn't have a particularly good year. Also, and I, I, I'd say one additional point on Donald Trump. You know, during the campaign last year, in, in 2016, there was a sense of, you know, uh, what would Donald Trump be... What is he like in terms of his qualities? And there wasn't a lot of discussion about what he would do as president because most people didn't think he was necessarily going to be elected president. Or they didn't pay... It, there was no coverage of issues anyway. Yeah. There was no coverage... There was no media coverage of issues of Donald sense, Trump. It was that's the sideshow. Right. But covered. the sense of what Hillary Clinton might be as president, not about her character as much because we sort of knew her in a political arena. So now Donald Trump, you know, the question of unfit for office the character, the tweeting, and all that stuff. Well, those numbers have skyrocketed during this year. Uh, and people, because of the, during the campaign, those were the serious questions people had on them. Those have not been resolved. So getting away from the economy, yes. But talking about Donald Trump in terms of his qualities to be president, I think he's got an enormous amount of convincing still to do coming up before the midterm elections in 2018. And also, I've one. I mean, one thing I would like to add mm-hmm. is these feelings are very polarized and very partisan. So if you are a Democrat um, and most independents, this is why these numbers are so large. Republicans don't feel this way. But Republicans in general do not feel this way. Um, In fact, one of the things that we saw during this year was when we looked at the uh, question on whether the country is moving in the right or the wrong direction. Um, In the Obama years, um, it, the numbers were very similar, most, with most people thinking it was moving in the wrong direction. But that was made up of Republicans and independents during that time. And now we're seeing the opposite. Democrats and independents, uh, well, independents are continuing to see that the country's going in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. But now it's Democrats instead of Republicans. So, so this, this raises something completely uh, kind of off topic, but something that I'm interested by. The, the parties have become increasing all of us have become increasingly partisan for a, ho- a whole host of reasons. We've talked about gerrymandering, we've talked about money, we've talked about all this. You got to win the base, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But what you just said was that the independents during Obama kind of sided with Republicans. The independents right now are kind of siding with Democrats. Mm-hmm. Hello, middle of the road. Exactly. Is there a is there any space in American politics that is so degraded, that is so looked down upon, that is so disliked by the American people? Is there any room in the American political system for somebody to recognize that the only way to win and to govern successfully is to try and actually appeal to the people in the middle? Well, that's that still remains to be seen as to whether someone who at this point um, wants to be a consensus player, a consensus leader, um, can can appeal to a majority of people. But the if, number the numbers seem to suggest that's well, where but, you, that's where you can succeed. Well, but if the polls are right. But and up I until this the point, polls are right. up until this point, for the last several decades, um, campaigns have focused on their base 
And that campaign strategy has now also transferred into governing. And that's really what we've seen over the last couple of Wait, decades. So here's a guy that won the presidency mm -hmm. by not running. He ran against the party. He blew up the Republican mm -hmm. Party. If he was a guy who instead wanted to blow up the Democratic Party, say, just as this example, I mean, but wanted to then run as a centrist. Mm -hmm. So he, he blows up the Democratic Party, or a woman, whatever. Or the Republican Is, isn't Party. Isn't there a space for, well, for I, now for and, a presidential and, and, and candidate or, or even Senate candidates? Well, if you're looking up. to get an upset, I mean, look at the Jones race in, in Alabama. I mean, he was, now clearly he had to get independence, he had to get some Republicans along the way. And he, he had to have a nutcase. Yeah, it worked <laughs> out. It worked out. But, you know, all things, you know, all things had to work his way in order to win as a Democrat in Alabama. But he was also trying not only to get the base of the Democrats revved up, but he's also trying to reach out a little bit. We haven't getting a lot of reach out. Like, look, the tax bill. I mean, no Democrats are voting for it. And some Republicans from uh, high-tech states like New York voted against it. Yeah. And I think 2016 had exactly that. They had a, a Republican in Donald Trump that people did not think was part of the Republican Party, and they had a Democrat in Bernie Sanders, uh, who clearly wasn't part of the Democratic Party because he, he uh, is an, an independent. Hi, I'm Mary Griffith, executive producer of Poll Hub. If you're enjoying this week's episode, and we really hope you are, check out our previous episodes and let us know what you think. Email your questions and feedback to pollhub, all one word, at marist.edu. You can also catch us on social media. Just search at Maris Poll on Twitter and Maris Poll on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, stay up to date with our new episodes by subscribing. That is wherever you get your podcasts. There's lots more Poll Hub still to come. Stay with us. So now we come to whatever uh, and fake news and no offense, but... Literally, you, I hate you, these. I hate you, these. What are you, you doing? You know what I mean. So, what we do each year at the Maris Poll is we uh, talk among ourselves, we talk among students, we uh, look to social media and web comments, and we put together a list of words or phrases that people find most annoying. And we came up with quite an interesting list uh, this year. Anybody want to? Uh, well, Jump in and say what their favorite was? You almost didn't have to look at the results. I mean, for the ninth consecutive year, whatever has been the most annoying word or phrase. You, you should say that the way people say it, Lee. Whatever. Yeah, okay. okay. That's better. My, I have my own, okay, my, the phrase that irks me the most, the only poll that counts is the one on election day. I think that's a pretty <laughs> That's an narrow. insider one, but I like it. Self-serving. No, but that it, it's is, good. Pretty, pretty narrow group of the people. One, the one I dislike is down on the list. It's actually fifth on the list, and it's, you know what I mean. And it drives me crazy when people, uh, they say something like, well, the sky is blue. You know what I mean? And then I was taking this ride, and I saw this deer. And you know what I mean? Yes, I know what you mean. Just tell me. It drives me crazy. Well, you know, we did get a lot of interest in the <laughs> fact that we included fake news this time yeah. uh, because it, I think it's really seen as a word or phrase that is considered to be more political and doesn't necessarily fit in with the rest of them. But I think what's interesting is fake news seems to actually be coming more part of uh, our lexicon. It was the number two choice. It was the number two choice, exactly. 23% of Americans found that to be most annoying. Uh, we didn't 
check the party uh, divide yeah, on that one. More, more Democrat than Republican, also younger. Uh, I think more younger people than but I people. But I think the fact that it was sec in second place to whatever, because I think what is most annoying about whatever is that it can be, it, you can use it in so many different um, situations, and depending upon um, your intonation, it can also mean a lot of different things, as fake news can. So fake news can certainly be very di dismissive, fake news, fake news, or you know, it can also be, you're kidding me. That's, That's fake, fake news. news. Yes. So um, I, who knows? We will, we will certainly see if uh, fake news continues to challenge uh, whatever uh, in 2018, but perhaps we'll have some uh, new words as well. So this is the last episode of Poll Hub for the year. We started in the middle of the year. Uh, episode, what are yep. we, 23? I lost count. 23 episodes, and we do hope that you have enjoyed uh, listening and, and listening to us as we uh, look into polling in a, in a hopefully a different way. Uh, but it would not be a complete uh, year of poll hubs if we didn't talk about New Year's resolutions. Uh, and that's another poll that we ask. We go out and find out what most popular resolutions are. Uh, any difference this year than in past years? Not much. <laughs> we, all, we all pretty much want to improve ourselves. I mean, I think one of the interesting things is... Um, we do see that about 44% of Americans say that they are going to resolve to do something. And I kind of wonder if, um, if it's almost the, the phrase that has changed over time. We still ask what you resolve to do. Uh, but I think of it as a, as a reset um, you know, for the new year. And, and a lot of people are going to reset by trying to be a better person. Uh, losing weight, exercising more, eating healthier. You're getting the kind of theme here. Yeah, this is the Lee Marengoff biography here. Because uh, you're doing all these things no, next year. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you, this is every year. You and these my are, doctor wish. <laughs> <laughs> these are every year, these are the top ones, right? Yep, top three. Same top three as uh, last year. Although something that we did see that came up uh, a little bit higher this year was, uh, you know, getting, mm. getting a better job. And that's really driven, not surprisingly, by uh, millennials. And and younger folks who that is really their their number one um, uh, res so, resolution. So is that because there's more of them in the economy every year? Uh, this is a very large generation. It's the first really big generation since the boomers, uh, and they have now moved in. Almost, I think all of them are now in the uh, in the job market. Is that a reflection of that? Is it just the size of the generation? I think it's size of the generation, and I think it's also the difficulty that this generation has has had in terms of finding um, employment in fields that they're interested in. It's interesting we talked about the economy at the top of this show and how the condition of the economy or what people think of the economy is is now kind of disassociated from the popularity of, of, the, of the president. And now we're talking about it again in a different way. It strikes me that this notion that the economy is great – uh, the numbers can back that up. Some numbers can back that up. But this is an indication with resolution in resolutions and something as innocuous as your resolutions mm -hmm. that um, there is there's a sense that things are not all well in the economy when you've got nine or ten nine percent saying yeah, my main resolution is I want a better well, there's job. Yeah, and that's anxiety almost, out that's there, almost double. You know, that's almost double from what we've seen yeah. in the past. But I think there's anxiety in terms of there's is economic anxiety about the future and what's going on, and there is anxiety about health care because things seem to be changing. 
uh, and at least we're hearing about change and uh, and not sure what it's going to all mean during the coming year. So, so I'm I not think surprised we, about that. We and most Americans are going to focus on what we can control right. and what is in our control, and uh, well, that's self-improvement. The narrower your resolution the more likely you are to accomplish so something. So that's what I was – I saw in here that, that two-thirds of people say they actually um, you know, part kept them. Or, or parked. Or part of it. Or part, and that's kind of a wiggle room. I mean, I kept <laughs> part, part of it. Of the year. I, I ate three carrot sticks. That means I ate healthier. I mean, well, two gyms are very pop. Gyms are very popular in January. In January. Yeah. yeah, that's so. when they do all their business. Yeah. Yeah. So they signed you up for the so, year. So, so in that sense, you know, it does it does focus it does focus people, and uh, I think we are all, uh, you know, very interested in changing at least some aspect of that, our that, lives. That, that so we can control. So here's my resolution. Things we can control. And then I'm going to ask I'm going to ask okay. you yours. Yep. All right. Okay. So my resolution is that I am going to not leap as quickly to conclusions about other people, like on Twitter and in social media based on what they say in their tweets and their social media and what they post. Uh, trying to that. be less partisan, not partisan in a, with, in, the, in a Democratic Republican way, but less reactionary to seeing what people post. So could That's I, could I translate do. that into being into a better English? person? <laughs> <laughs> sure. So does that mean you'll be a, a better social media but, person? Yeah, but being a better person is so easy. You know, I can say, you know, I For gave you five maybe. more. You know, I gave five <laughs> more dollars to charity. I'm a better person. No, this is very specific. But, but no, Pepper, I think social media. Social media has gotten right. Awful social media. Raunchy. We spend a lot of time on it, yes. and we we uh, interact with people, yeah. and I interact with a lot of people on Twitter in particular. Uh, and I'm not always proud of the way I interact with them based on my initial snap judgment and how easy it is to be snarky and all that. And I'm slowing down. I'm going to slow it down and I'm going to consider, uh, you know, what they're saying and, and, and where they're coming from before instantly going into snark mode. So <laughs> okay. what do you got? What are uh, yours? Okay, well. I don't feel that being a better person applies directly to me. I can see where you thought that, but I definitely hit the others. Uh, weight loss. <laughs> <laughs> I obviously haven't surveyed that. But weight loss, exercise more, eating healthier. There you go. Getting a better job. I'm thrilled with what I'm doing. So well, I that's good. I can't go that We don't want to lose you. No, no. If I, don't, well, if I don't take off weight, exercise more, and eat healthier, well, anyway, well, we won't yeah. go there. Let's not be get morbid in the last no, episode no, of the year. We love, we love to eat here at the Maris Pole, oh. um, and we are constantly uh, bringing, in, bringing in what we call goodies, anything from, you know, home-baked home -baked treats um, to... Uh, to other kinds of bagels, bagels and bagels. Uh, carbs, bagels. carbs from our from our favorite uh, delis so. and bakeries. So I don't think that I will be terribly successful for the entire year of 2018. But I will start with trying to think of eating healthier um, and trying to avoid those late night pizzas um, and uh, some of the early morning. Bagels, uh, but we, not. But I'm not starting until January first. But at Poll Hub, we would all resolve, I think, to provide enlightening and insightful information about polls during the coming year. How's that? That is a perfect way to end the year. Happy New Year, everybody! Happy New Year. So that'll do it for this edition of Poll Hub, a production of the Marist Poll at Marist College with our executive producer, Mary Griffith. And we ask you to send in your questions to Poll Hub at marist.edu. 
And we are everywhere you are on social media, at Marist Poll. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Twitter. So join us, follow us, and we will be there where you are. And please subscribe. One more request. Uh, we would also like you to rate us. I think you have up to five stars to do that. Um, also as few as one. <laughs> Well, we have, don't to, have, we to, have tell to be them that. fair. We have to be fair. But if you take a listen and you do uh, like uh, what you're hearing, please, please uh, give us a review. And Happy, Happy New, New Year! Year. So that will do it for this edition of. <laughs> One more time. Thank you. Oh, there I am. And send your questions to... Oh, let's just... Okay, yeah, let's start just, just start I, I was doing subscribe, okay? Yeah, so that's, you got the easy button. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, here we go.